0: This is Hugh Douglas from ninety two ninety Game. And you listen to MTMV Sports. Spectacular!
1: They don't want me to be killing. They figure I never be a when I'm in the booth. of the Hey, how y'all doing? This is Rick Sincere with MTMV Sports, man. And y'all don't know how I feel about this one, man. It's gonna be an awesome interview this time, man. I'm I'm excited about uh, my. Talk or, or this interview with King. I call him King Carter. His name is Eric Carter. He is running for Division C in St. John the Baptist Parish for judge. But I know him from a very long time ago, man. Just myself. I'm as a young guy, I want to say sixteen, seventeen. The role model for me, somebody who was over our youth ministry, and now he is serving. He, he was serving back then. Now he's going to be serving the people on a broader scale. I'm excited to bring to the to the um, to your attention and to the microphone, Eric Carter. How you doing, sir?
0: Man, I am doing super. I'm doing super, brother. Thank you for having me. Those kind words. Listen, this campaign is very expensive, so I don't have anything to give for those kind words, but thank you. (laughs) And man, your presence
1: is good enough for me. Um, Let's hop into it. So you're running for Judge Division C of St. John the Baptist Parish. You have been a resident of the area for quite some time. You served in the military, earned your law degree, and you've been serving the community for quite some time. I'm a product of that service. Why are you motivated now to run for Judge of Division C?
0: Man, I tell you, when I look over my life and I see all the wonderful experiences that I've had and all the potential challenges that I had to overcome and face. I really want my life to matter. Man, listen, all that you have in your hand, is it just to benefit you? Is it just to benefit those that are important to you and closest around you? Or is it for you to make impact into your society, into your community? Listen, man, the things that you love, you serve. I love my country, I serve my country. I love God, I serve God as an elder in my church. And I love this community, St. John the Baptist Parish. And now I'm willing to submit to myself as a public servant to the people here in the office of judge. I'm qualified. I'm prepared. I have the heart to do it. And I have the desire to do it. So I know that with the times that we face now, we need more than just a judge that's going to be fair. That should be the very basic. The I'm talking about elementary, fundamental Requirements of a judge should be fair and honest and equitable. But right now, we need more than that. We need somebody that's going to come off the ascended seat, get into the community, roll your sleeves up, be aware of what's going on in our community, be present in our community, and get involved, participate. So, all of those things I've checked off many, many years, been present, been active, been aware. So, now is the time for me to submit myself and to offer to our community a public servant in the office of judge. And that's why I'm here now.
1: Yes, sir. I, I You know that most voters are going to focus on voting for the president, right? Because that's just kind of what they'll think about. Um, They'll vote for the president. That's like why people are thinking about the biggest election. And we'll talk about that um, later on. If they choose to vote, they're thinking about the president, right? Why should right. they be paying attention also to who's their district or division's judge?
0: Here's the thing, man. And... Judicial races as a whole, they really don't garner much attention at times, but when there were council races, when there are constable races and justice of the peace races, school board member races, chances are you may not see those people within their term, but chances are you're going to see a judge or someone you know is going to see a judge. They may be a traffic ticket. You may be called to jury duty. You may have to bring a loved one or a friend. You're gonna have to have an interaction with a judge more regularly and likely more soon or sooner than you would have with these. You're not gonna meet the president likely. <laughs> <laughs> They're on the top of the ticket. It's gonna. Uh, you're gonna see. You know, you go into government buildings, you'll see a picture of them. You know, you go to different locations, you'll see a picture of them. But the likelihood of you seeing that president is very small, and it served to say in the same fashion with other members on the ticket. But you're going to see a judge, and that's the part, that's the difference that a Carter seat is. Carter is operating as a public servant as judge, but more than that, an active member in the community. You know, a question that I ask people on the trail, have you ever heard of a judge being a leader? that's a question that i feel confident that i know the answer to chances are no a very little have you heard a judge being a active leader within the community he's elected like everyone else Mm. he served a term like everyone else but is he visible is he injecting himself into the discord discourse of our community now is he aware is he present is he participating so i'm telling you that we need to. We should and we we should and we must have an expectation from our judge, not only to be an elected official, but to be a leader within our community. So it is crucial that we look down the ticket. Yes, we you know, people are coming out by in droves because of the top of the ticket, but politics, you are impacted locally. <laughs> and I'm saying that as a judge, you are impacted in a critical way. Mm. And Not only a critical way, but in a more consistent way that you're likely going to, you know, we have court every day. There are council meetings that happen every two weeks, (laughs) but we're in court every single day. So if you just look at the, you know, just the the basic approach to what a judge and where is he and what's the timing that he's actually on the bench, he's on the bench, bench likely every day. So just think about how often he's communicating and interacting with the community. So it's vitally important, in my opinion.
1: I you this is before, but I want to I want to put it on record. How is it being out there right now? Like right now, you're on the campaign trail, you're meeting people, shaking hands, talking to people. Um, you know what, what's going on out
0: there? Man, people are energized. You have this is this is a time like we've never seen before. There are polarizations that have been crystallized like mm-hmm. never before. But then I have seen that there is an element of humanity. That yes, we may be polar opposites. We may be pro-Trump, anti-Trump. We may be pro-Black Lives Matter, pro-All Lives Matter. But there's a level of humanity that if you're willing to go and say, hey, I'm Eric Carter. I'm offering new, fresh leadership. I haven't been turned away at not one time. No matter the difference in opinions that I may share with the people I'm engaged with, at least they acknowledge that I am here, I'm present, and I want to engage with them. Whether we leave a way different or better or improved, I don't know. I I know that I have. You know, I'm not waiting until November 3rd at 10 o'clock p.m. when the results are announced. I'm not waiting to celebrate my victory until then. Every single day, I'm meeting new people. I'm meeting families. I'm talking to young folks. I'm talking to elders. I'm talking about people who agree with the vision that I have. New, fresh leadership. There has to be another approach because we ha- we're we no better now. Hmm. So I'm excited. The people are excited. I've been welcomed. You know more. It's just exciting, man. I've been in the people business all my life. That's all I know, how to inter- interact with people. And I don't interact with people from my head or from my skin color or those things that are outside of me. I interact with people from the heart. And I will bet on people's appreciation of who I really am any day than reading a push card or reading something about me. When they're able to connect with me heart to heart, I'm willing to bet my candidacy on their ability to know real people and their ability to know sincerity. Mm. And that's who I am. No more, no less. This is easy for me. It is enjoyable for me because I'm just being plain old Eric Carter. I love and it. And I'm a master at that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Yo, how, how would how would you define the current political climate in America? Like, um, why why do you be, why do some people believe that this is the biggest election of our generation?
0: Man, listen. You know, decisions that's being made now. As a parent, you know, I I can appreciate having a schedule or an approach to how I parent my kids, looking for their future. Did I do anything when my children was two and three years old to better prepare myself to assist them when they are 18, 19, 20? And when we see decisions like never before, I mentioned the polarization of our entire society. Man, there's unrest in so many ways. The things that were were certain and things that we could rely on as citizens are no longer there. Our response to this pandemic, our thoughts about the pandemic, how can response to a health situation be political? My goodness. We have better minds, we have more energy, more passion, more thoughts than what's being displayed. You know, so when I think about the climate in which we are now, it's it's at a crucial measurement, in my opinion. Mm. One teeter we're only a few steps from almost going to the point of no return. Mm. There must be a level of civility that's back into the the, the con, you know the, the discussion of our politics and the discussion of where we are and how do we move forward. Many people would agree that we can do better, but not many people are agreeing on how. So this election, your vote, the only way that we can express, I go to the barbershops, I go to boardrooms, if you're not registered to vote, if you're not participating with your vote, that's a wasted time for me because you're only you're, you're talking, it's gas. Mm. It's vapors. It's of no substance of value. You have a vote. Do you know the value of your vote? Do you know people recognize how important the vote was and they were willing to risk their lives for it? Because it is truly the mechanism for ushering in change. And then if you have an incredible candidate like yours truly, who believe what people believe because I came from the same location, hey, we can really do something special. We can really lift up the conversation, lift up the possibilities. So when I think it's critical, it's absolutely critical because we, most of us agree that the trajectory in which we're on, it certainly can be improved.
1: Mm, absolutely.
0: That's what I I believe
1: How How can we as a nation see an end to the unfair and unjust treatment of minorities and people of color by cops and by the judicial system?
0: Man, listen, as a judicial candidate, you know, we have various laws that we're required to maintain. But, you know, the reality is that I have opinions, you know, there's something that judges we can recuse ourselves from certain cases. Mm. And usually you use this, this doctrine or this mechanism when you are no longer able to be impartial, when you are no longer able to fairly listen to the facts and to fairly and impartially rule. When I think about our system as a whole, there's not one person that can correct it. There's not one approach that can correct it. Listen, man, to have the police removed from our society I want no part of that (laughs) Mm. because I do live in a, me being in the military, part of the things that I learned not only before the military, a respect for authority, recognizing that there are authority, there's rules in place generally for the benefit of the whole. What I also recognize as a public defender, because I've been a public defender in juvenile cases, as well as adult cases here in St. John Parish, that there's discretion that can be used, Mm. discretion from officers investigating, making arrests, discretion from judges, setting bail amounts from judges, reasonably looking at the law with sentencing. So there are several steps. And at every step within our justice system, there can be improvements. I mean, it's so vast in the approach but I think the first thing you need is someone to acknowledge that there are challenges. There are, there are discretionary. There are decisions that are made that are not fair and impartial. The way decisions are impacting black and Brown folk. That's true. Mm. Statistically, you can see that. Even if I'm not a numbers guy, if I see it, you can, it, the, there's an eye test. When I first started doing criminal work, I would go into the court and I'm telling you, man, the people that's you know struggling in with the chains on their arms and their legs in the orange jumpsuit, if it's from federal cases in the red jumpsuits, if they come in with the cross, the, the black and white crisscross, the blue jumpsuit, the green jumpsuit, it doesn't matter the jumpsuit that they're in, which usually represents the jail or the location, if it's a federal um, detainee or whomever. But no matter the jumpsuit, the people inside the jumpsuits are black and brown folk by law in large. I don't know where that problem is totally at, but I know that every aspect of the system from the arrests, from the investigations, mm-hmm. from the bail amounts, from the sentencing, from the way that jurors are allowed to be impaneled, every part of it can use a new level of civility, a recognition that there are historical appreciations that we have, historical biases that we bring to our office. And if you're not able to think above, reason above your your bias, you're going to continue the system in which we have. And we all know that it's not working best. We don't want to lock up all of our potential. What do you have left? There has to be a means for us to consider intervention. When it's appropriate, diversion when it's appropriate. And I'm telling you that there are considerations when it's appropriate, but it's in the way that it's being applied, it's also being applied in a biased way. So if I sit to sit before you as judge and tell you that I have no biases, I have no prejudices, I'm lying. But what I can tell you is, will those biases impact my ability to do and discharge my duty? If my bias is stronger than my duty, I'll recuse myself. But if I'm able to impartially listen, despite my bias, I will preside over the matter. But I think people being able to reasonably and honestly look themselves Mm -hmm. in the mirror, I think that's where it comes in. Because everybody has to be accountable. From me as a judge, from the officers on the street, from every other aspect of it, from the district attorney's office, there has to be an awareness that yeah, there's some historical challenges here that mm. puts us on path to continue the process of injustice, unfair treatment, an inappropriate appreciation of human beings and the value that they are just by being alive. there's some value. Can we redeem them all? Probably not. Can they all be rehabilitated? Probably not. Is, is jail? Is detention an option? Yes. Laws offer for punishment so that there can the end of punishment is to correct behavior. It's mm. not just to punish. it is to impact behavior so that we can have a better community, a better society. If you're not thinking forward enough for that, you are the problem.
1: <laughs> mm.
0: We've got to approach it a different way. And I'm not listen. I'm the smartest person in the room when I'm by myself, hands down. <laughs> but as that room get bigger, Brother Ricks? Whether or not I'm the smartest person on every single issue is questionable at that time. Mm. (laughs) But this, brother, we can attack this. If we're courageous, we put some courage where our heart is and where our reasonable thinking is. The numbers don't lie. If we're willing to put courage and heart to what we know to be a problem, we can fix this, bro. One election at a time that's why Division C is for Carter and Carter cares, number seventy seven <laughs> james, <laughs> Plung. james, Plung. james Plung. yeah i gotta i gotta
1: i gotta get a sports flip in because you know who we are so um i i gotta ask you about i gotta ask you about um the saints are you are you a saints fan
0: I am a saints fan I am I, a saints fan
1: how you feel about them this year?
0: Man, those first two games, really the first three games were painful to watch. I'm gonna tell you, man. You know, <laughs> seeing Breeze, I, I don't know there's some something was something's just not right. I don't mm. know what it was. And perhaps it was the off the field, you know, challenges that was facing. And I'm sure you recall oh, yeah. you know, a statement that that chemistry is important, man. I remember when we first traded Malcolm Jenkins. And even Sean Payton will say that that was one of the biggest mistakes he made by trading. I think Jimmy Graham was another one. You know, but chemistry is important. Mm -hmm. So I think that the first two games, you know, we didn't have a real preseason. We didn't have a preseason. So being able to come together as a team and kind of hash out those issues, you know, I believe that they were hashed out to some degree. But to be able to – because football is a game of trust. The sports Mm – you know, you got to trust your teammate. to be in position, to do the right thing with, you know, how to hand it off, how to throw the ball, to trust that, you know, those routes that are run, they're timed routes. So I got to trust that you know how to get to your mark and I'm going to put the ball where it is. So I think trust is a factor. And even though we're talking about sports right now, trust is a factor that permeates throughout all of society. And if we got it, we can win. If we don't have it, we got challenges far reaching challenges, but yeah, man, I am a Saints fan Look, there was a time when I was able to go into the 600 section, but a friend of mine, he blessed me with proper tickets, man. And now I can't go to a game in the 600 section. So I (laughs) saved my money. (laughs) I saved my money to either go to the NFC championship because I ball out of control when I go to those. Right. Okay. (laughs) So I saved my pennies, man. I got me a nice, you know, a big screen and watch it at home. But, There's no feeling like being in that dome, man, watching the game. So I love the Saints. You know, I'm I'm hopeful about, you know, Michael Thomas. Just seeing the hiccups of our game Mm. and our game planning made me realize how valuable he was or is to the team. You know, and losing our offensive, you know, our offensive line, you know, that, that. Yeah. Again, on that trust, you know, Breeze unable to hit his targets. Because the offensive line, you know, our go-to guy Pete went down, and then um, sports just teach you so much about life, in my opinion, man. Yeah, man, that's yeah,
1: that's tamer- really that's such a marriage there, that's such a marriage there. It
0: definitely is, bro. Let, let me ask you about Saints
1: fan. You're ask- hopeful about the future.
0: You're
1: hopeful about the future, no doubt. Uh, let me ask you about um, let me ask you about LSU. Um, seeing them win the championship last year, what was the vibe like? Uh, back at home.
0: Man, listen, it was amazing, man. I caught probably, me and my son caught maybe two or three games. Hmm. I even came to the SEC Championship in Georgia Dome. Man, we had a ball. We had a ball, man. It was a magical season. Don't make me mad, man. Man, look, I was, I was in, I was in the don't, ATL, don't, man. Don't, <laughs> don't, don't, make me mad, man. <laughs> oh man, look.
1: Are you gonna day come day out
0: here and not say nothing?
1: Okay, it's all I good. I know. look. Go, go ahead, man. Next time.
0: Next time. Oh, okay, okay, okay. But man, it was a great time. Just the season was magical, man. Look, I got the perfect hat too, man. I got me a gray hat <laughs> with the purple man. I have a nice, you know. Oh man, I was clean. I was dressed to the nine, man. <laughs> LSU Tigers all the way, man. Yeah, I love the Tigers. You know, the contrast with this year, man, is it's a huge contrast. You know, but you can't just point to the player personnel or you know the people that we have on the field. We lost some significant coaching experience as well. You know, so I'm I'm still hopeful about LSU this season, but it's not. It's unlikely that we will ever top last year. I mean, a Heisman Trophy winner. Man, Joe Burrow was a Heisman Trophy winner from Game One, man. Even with it, just was magical, man. Just looking because I even I have recordings of the yeah, old I, games. I man. was at Game One. I was at Game you were? One. Come on, bro. Yeah, 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 yeah I was, man. Look. I was, I
1: was, I was that man.
0: Come on, yeah. It's, it's um. So I don't think we're gonna ever top that, man. But it was a magical season. I'm glad me and my son was able to catch a couple of the games in Dead Valley. By the way, in Dead Valley. So, and we had some magical tickets too, man. You know, I, like I, said, I, save my, I I specifically pinpoint the games, man. You know, and we just kind of ball out of control on those games, you know. Man, but yeah, man, I, I I love my my football, man. No doubt.
1: Yo, next time, um, next time we um, you know, there's a ball out situation. Give me a call. I, I'll be saving my pennies too.
0: Yo, hey, it's a deal. It's a
1: deal. You got that. <laughs> Yo, let's let's do some quick hitters really quick. Um yeah. I'm gonna just I'm gonna just throw out some stuff and I'm gonna okay. say something. As soon as it hits you, you let me know, you know, what comes to your mind. I'm gonna just throw you a question and, and okay. give me the first response. You ready? You got it. Yes, sir. All right, here we go. Most amazing moment on the campaign trail.
0: Fish fry. <laughs> we had a fish fry on last Friday. And I saw some old friends of mine that I hadn't seen in years, man. And they came on board and are willing to help mm-hmm. me whatever they, way they can. And it's just was a surprise to see them. So that 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 was probably the most exciting moment, you know, just their excitement, just their excitement.
1: Now, yeah. now you you love fishing by trade. Any of those fish that oh, y'all fried man. that day, was yours?
0: Oh man. Oh, you trying to get a conversation out of me now, brother Rick. (laughs) Man, look, I better look, man, believe it or not. I catch and release more than more than anything now, man. Whoa, or what you yeah, doing? Yeah, i am elevated to that level, man. You we know, catch and eat oh. over here. What you do? <laughs> Look, man, I tease my, my my fishing partners, man, that I'm a fish whisperer. You know, I just like to communicate with them. That interaction,
1: you know. <laughs> Yo, you know what? We don't we don't we don't do a lot of uh, fishing on the show, man. So I know the people are, are wanting that from us. So tell yeah. us, wh- what's your secret, man? If you whispering to the fish, what's the secret?
0: I just say, come on, baby. <laughs> hey, look, man. Get I, on the hook, baby. I, just, I should put this in the book, man. Hold <laughs> up. I done told a secret. I'm sorry, fish. <laughs> I just say, come on, baby. I Don't. done traveled too far to go home empty, you know? Too far not to get a workout anyway. <laughs> come on, get on the hook, baby. What you doing, yes. man? <laughs> Yo. Yes, sir. I-
1: here we go. Yeah. <laughs> Here's the next one. Um uh one of the most memorable cases that you've had as as an attorney.
0: Man, I had a I had a Hollywood actor as a client. Mm. And his case, he had actually a default judgment was filed against him. It was in federal court. And in federal court, it's it's a sophisticated practice in my opinion. You know, it's unlike in state court where a lot of things can kind of You can maneuver a little bit better or differently, I'll say, in state court versus federal court. It's sophisticated. The deadlines, the procedure is in place. So a federal judge, through the process, there was nothing that was skipped. He he had a default judgment against him. He called me two years after a rested default judgment was against him. And he gave me the law. We went through it for months and months. Study. I wrote a brief and I wrote several briefs. Had to fly from New Orleans to LA. It was the, the Central District Court of in Los Angeles. Man, I went there, argued from my brief, and got the federal judge to dismiss her own default judgment against my client. What was rewarding about it is not the result. It was how the result occurred. You know, the way I understood it, and the way that Most people didn't have value for African-Americans in their ability to write. Mm. Yes, we're going to get in the courtroom. We're going to speak eloquently. We're going to dress the part. We're going to wow them with our uh, brilliant and eloquent speech. But whether Mm. or not we have sophisticated writing skills has been a question. Mm. Well, I won that case not on my eloquent speech, which it was. I brought it because I'm in LA, I definitely (laughs) brought it. But the ruling was based on the written brief. So that reminded me and assured me and gave me even more confidence that I am fully settled, it's settled that I am a top tier attorney, not only in my oral presentation, but also in my analytical thinking and ultimately writing. So that's the most memorable. That's one when I mentor young lawyers, I tell them to focus on writing, you know, read briefs, go and look at arguments, go and see how these arguments were, you know, analyzed. What's the rules? What's the issues? Mm. The analytic, the conclusion, learn that so that you can be a better writer. The better you write, it improves how you're able to communicate. So that is, that's my Hallmark. That's my Hallmark case because it, it wasn't the stuff that we see on TV, you know, that mm. the, the aha moments in trial and court, we really don't see attorneys typing and researching. Mm. That's where that case turned on research, analytical thinking and uh, reasoning. So I, love it. No I love it. I love it. I love it.
1: I love it. Okay. Here's the next one. Funniest military moment,
0: man. I, I earned the, a... <laughs> I earned the nickname Battleship, man. <laughs> so look, man, I okay, you join the military, you sign up, and then you have to take your physical. Well, I signed up, went to take my physical. Recruiter tell me, look, Cardi, you're 22 pounds overweight, man. Now, wait a minute. <laughs> war is imminent. You know, the likelihood of war is imminent. We've moved, the campaign was moving from Desert Shield to Desert Storm. So, man, in order to get on the front line, I had to lose weight to get on the front line. Come on, man. So, look, I always was, you know, shorter, heavier, slower. But, man, look, I was meritoriously advanced in boot camp because I wouldn't quit, man. Mm. And this same drill sergeant that promoted me, his philosophy on black and white matters was simple. He didn't trust a black man without a mustache or, or <laughs> a white man with a beard. Facts. <laughs> <Thanks. laughs> so, look, that's it, it, crazy. Look, man, it, it makes no sense. But the, what I really pulled from it is, is super funny, man, when I think about it. But he taught me something, man. He taught me that it doesn't matter the color of your skin. He He's looking at something Further than that, man. So there were taller guys, 6'5", 6'6", guys that were running like gazelles. But he promoted me as one of the company commanders. So I had to hold the flag. So nobody could run past my flag, Mm. no matter how slow I was going. But one thing that that company commander, he saw in me was that I would not quit. And he told me that that's the value that's important. Character. Who are you? Will you quit? And the answer is no. So, man, he meritoriously promoted me while in boot camp. The, I still was – I was the slowest guy, but I made it a point to beat Daniel crepel <laughs> As long as I beat Daniel Cropel, I didn't good. come in no right? last. <laughs> Daniel, I love you, brother.
1: <laughs> you got to pick one.
0: <laughs> I had to pick one, man. He was my target. I didn't have to beat everybody. Just Daniel Cropel. <laughs> yeah, bro. So uh, that's my funny story, man. But, you know, I kind of learned, you know, my, most of my achievements, they kind of mirror some of the lessons that I learned when I was mm. in the military, man. And that was one. And that kind of helped me appreciate race relations in a different way. So he, that just was now 30 some years later, I appreciate that story and that approach even more, man, that there was people then that was able to see piercingly see beyond the things that people disqualify you on mm. yeah definitely bro definitely me, <laughs> i appreciate me. that question man help, help me to remember that story you know
1: oh absolutely man gotta do it all right yeah. so okay river parish area best mm-hmm. restaurant in the area and you can't go outside no new orleans no you can't go to new orleans you can't go beyond it best restaurant in the river parish area Wow! This might be the toughest question I ever asked (laughs) anybody.
0: Man, listen, I'm gonna have to ask: How many viewers do you have in St. John's? (laughs) You better watch me, man! (laughs) Man, Look, I'm smarter than I look. I'm telling you, man. Oh yeah, yeah! Look, look, mama's mama's home cooking, bro. That's it. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah, funny. Yeah, funny. Hey, yeah, man. hey. <laughs> it,
1: hey, if you know, you know. That's all I'm going to say. If you know, you know.
0: Right, 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 right. right. There you go. <laughs> no doubt. No doubt. No
1: doubt. Yo, okay, okay. Here's, I got, got two more for you. This okay. A, one will take you back. Well, actually, both will take you back a little bit, but not too mm-hmm. far back. One will take you back, you know, more recently than the other. The first okay. one is... Give me one thought that you had the night Trump was elected.
0: I hope I make some money. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Because here's the thing. Once he was elected, there's no process to go back. And I'm always forward looking. Yeah. So now, you know, if he's elected, let me see if there's a, a benefit for me, for my you know, my business ventures for my, you know, community, the people that I'm involved with, the people that I advise and, you know, encourage from a business standpoint. So immediately that was my thought. It, since he's a, you know, the business president or the business minded president then Yeah. How do I position myself so that I can be a part of that flow?
1: Cause this is what it is at this point.
0: It is what it is at this point. Yep. So, but hey, man, I've been making lemonade out of lemons all my life, man. I have never been picked to be, uh, I never been a favorite, you know. Mm. They never, they never gonna throw me to alley oop. That wasn't gonna happen, you know. <laughs> and I, I never was a skilled player in football, bro. <laughs> <laughs> they won't stick me on the line, man. Always, <laughs> man. Always. So that's my spot, man. Look, I'm always looking on how do I turn these lemons into lemonade, man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So yeah, I was, I was forward thinking at that point.
1: Okay, give me one thought that you had on the night Obama was elected.
0: Oh, man. Wow. That was just joy, man. Just yeah. joy and hope. You know, yes, keep hope alive that, you know, from the days of our Reverend Jesse Jackson and, you know, all. It just was hope, man. Yes, we can. Yes, we can. Just a hope. Mm you know, there was, the the immediate thought was just, yes, just, just one of those quiet, like, yes, you know, (laughs) just, just like that, man, just, yes, yes, but then the reality came in, not long after that, was that he's one person, he's the leader of the free world, yes, you know, he needs prayers, he need, he need encouragement, he need people that are, are sending him well wishes and You know, because the expectation is so great now that all is right in our America. Mm. And that just simply wasn't the case. It wasn't right then. It's not right now. You know, but it just was a yes. This just feels so right. (laughs) (laughs) This could be it, y'all. This could be it. (laughs) 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 Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So we'll wrap it up with this
1: question right here. Um, When when a voter votes for you, right, in this upcoming election, when a voter votes for you, what are they saying yes to? At the same time, when they vote for you, what are they saying yes to? And then what are they also saying no to?
0: Well, they are saying yes to new, fresh leadership. What they are saying no to is carrying on business as usual. Mm. You know, for the question I asked about, a judge. Have we ever heard of a judge being a leader? Council members are leaders. School board members are leaders. Principals are leaders. People that are in position, they are leaders if they take their role as a leader. We need now, and what people are saying yes to with a Carter candidacy and a Carter seat, a Carter judgeship, Carter is taking himself off the ascended seat, willing to roll his sleeves up and be a part of solutions within our community. We need more than ever a public servant. Time out for selected people being involved. The critical nature of our community and our, right now, all hands on deck. Mm. Every able hand, every smart individual, every caring individual, every zealous and energetic individual, we need your input now. No more secret passageways going out, running away from the crowd, escaping people so we don't engage them. No, we need engagement more now than ever. So this new, fresh leadership, I say we have the Carter Cares approach. It's four things that Carter care about. Carter cares about families, care about the community, I care about the work itself and I care about efficiency. Each one of those care approaches re- has respect as its core. Yes, we will have numbers. My docket will be numbered. Cases will be numbered. But people people come before me. I see people. That's new fresh leadership. I see that is this an is there an opportunity for intervention? for this family, diversion for this family? What about this dispute amongst neighbors, this dispute amongst business people within our community? Could mediation be a better way for us to have a resolution without those neighbors, those business owners, those people within our community to be at odds? When I talk about efficiency, I'm respecting the lawyers, the witnesses, the litigants, the community that has to come before my court, respecting their time. Can we use technology? Can we have innovation? Can we have Saturday court, evening court? Can we use different types of courts to administer justice while respecting everyone's time? And when I talk about the work itself, this is no small feat. This is no small job. I'm gonna have to preside over cases where in the end, someone's gonna lose their property. Mm-hmm. Someone's going to lose their freedom. This is not something that you want a detached person to make a decision over. No, you want somebody to say, hey, yes, do you know that family? Do you know that kid? Do you think there are some substance abuse issues that could be addressed that we may have a better outcome, an outcome that can keep that son, that daughter, that mother, that uncle into the household? Listen, my decisions as judge impacts a community, impacts a neighborhood. And if you're disconnected, detached from knowing that your decision has an impact, that's what you're saying no to. You're saying yes to Judge Eric Carter, new fresh leadership, present. The first time the youth see me will not be when I'm presiding over them. That Mm -hmm. would be shameful. I want them to see me at the playground. I should be at their school. I should be at the library. They should see me somewhere in the community when I'm able to give a word of encouragement, a word to kind of say, hey, stay on the straight and narrow. Because when you see me in my robe, I'm limited. I got to do my job. I got to uphold the law. I got to do my job at that point. But I want to be able to impact my community. And I'm not doing that on that elevated seat. I'm doing that. When people are around, when crowds are around, when children are around, when the elderly are around, we don't just need a judge that's fair. We need him to be a public servant, present, accounted for, and active in our community.
1: Absolutely. Yo, thank you so much. I truly appreciate you coming on. If there's somebody who wants to um, support your campaign or find out more about you, where can they go to do that?
0: I would encourage them to go to the website, Judge. Dot com
1: Awesome. Thank you so much. Hey, look, if you're out there, you want to support uh, Eric Carter? I'm telling you, man, he's King Carter in my book. Um, and the reason he is because he's always been a servant of the people. And I was one of those people that he was serving a while back. And now he's out serving my, still my community, still, still, uh, my mom's in that community. So he's still looking to serve that community. Um, and he's out there, you know, shaking hands and on the campaign trail. If you're out there in that area, this is a guy you can vote for. This is a guy you can trust. Um, outside of that, man, listen, if you're nowhere near this area, then I understand because we are listeners all over the world. What, what the, reason, the reason he's here is because you need to understand that judges in your district or judges in your division, they matter. And you yes, need sir. to make sure that you're not only paying attention to the top of the ticket, but you're looking down the ticket and figuring out at least a little bit about the people who you could possibly be voting for. Don't just vote red or blue. That's it. This is Rick Sincere with MTNV Sports. We out. Love you much, brother. Absolutely. Spectacular They don't want me to be killing they figure I never be had a gorilla when I'm in the boot of the Hey are you a musician or someone with a small business and want to get more attention to your business and to your music? How about you create an ad with the MTNV Sports Podcast? By doing that, all you have to do is DM me, Nora Natish at Nora N-O-R-A underscore Natish. N-A-T-I-S-H, on Instagram or Twitter, and I will help you be able to get your song on our song of the week list and your ad for your business on MTMV
0: Sports Podcast episodes. Hit me up if you want that hookup.